You're listening to episode 38 of the Common Ground Football Podcast. Wanted to start this one off a little bit different. Here's Pete Carroll's favorite moments with Paul Allen. Yeah, I would think that uh, back to the Super Bowl, um, uh, you know, to, to have a chance to be together, you know, with the guy that meant so much to him. And he he's a winner now. He wanted to be a champion. And to be up on the stage with him, you know, in front of in the crowd and the, the confetti's flying and all that and to just be there with him um that's my favorite moment with paul now there was a great moment later on that night when he was on stage and he was playing and he, he was hitting it and uh he thought he was eddie vetter or something up there he was going you know but um i i think that was the great the great moment that we got to share that he got to have it you know because this is you can have all the money in the world but you you know it's really hard to have that world championship and and it meant it meant everything to him so to be able to share that with him was amazing welcome to the common ground football podcast here are your hosts brian mclaughlin and andrew guzman what is happening episode 38 38 Three eight, almost a forty man. <laughs> like age, actually, it's the opposite of age because I kind of want to get to forty. <laughs> age wise, I don't. You keep me away from that crap. Thirty eight, common ground football podcast. How are you now? <laughs> Not so bad. <laughs> uh, we are obsessed with this uh, show. That's not so new, but it's definitely new to. Uh, america uh not i mean they have nothing to do with this whatsoever but if you are not watching i want to blow it up because i want it i want hulu to keep getting more seasons if you're not watching letter kenny on hulu you're well you're just you're 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 messing up bud <laughs> I was just, that was just what i was gonna say <laughs> i didn't i still don't get used to the fact that we've turned the um explicit filter like off and we've just basically said we'll say whatever we want but I wanted to use a different word there, but it still seems weird because <laughs> we did the whole first season of our own of this show without cussing, and then we've kind of given that up. Do, do we have a bleep sound? I do have a bleep sound. I can bleep out anything I want. All right. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, so uh, it was a good be- weekend. It was an amazing weekend for both of our teams. Can you believe that we're going into week seven already? Week seven. It's freaking crazy. We I feel like we just got this um, this NFL schedule underway, and yet now we're already looking at a third of the way done. And you're already looking at a bye. Dallas has a bye after this weekend. So this show's gonna be so great for me. I get to talk about what happened, and then I don't have to say anything else because <laughs> my team don't have to play this week. Hell yeah! You right over there. You want to talk about it? I'm good for now. <laughs> if I need to burp, I'll. Just burp away from the Mac. Just burp and I'll cut her out. Please don't burp a lot because I got I don't want to be here all night. <laughs> all right, so we'll go over our games as usual. They were good ones. Offensive explosion is a word that you used for your own, right? Uh yeah, that's yeah. what I predicted. And and you were right. You were a little off on what you thought that uh, Jacksonville would score. Oh yeah, you were a little off on that half. I think you forgot that Blake Bortles is the quarterback. <laughs> Blake freaking Bortles, sorry. Um, but, yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, 
we'll definitely dive into the uh, Paul Allen news. Uh, if you're a Seahawks fan. Or a Trailblazers fan. Or a Trailblazers fan. Or a Sounders fan. You know. Or just a, you know, fan. <laughs> <laughs> then you're, you know, we'll talk about it. Uh, and then we're going to preview week seven. Dallas goes to Washington. Washington, D.C. Play the uh, Washington racial slurs. <laughs> Please change your name. The Washington uh, football team. Uh, and then, of course, we got social media mailbag, and we got our picks, and you know the huge, the huge. But week six was a good one for the Dallas Cowboys. So, I, I as usual, I say we start with your game because what a difference week to week! Holy shit! <laughs> right on, right on. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You're just dying. It just doesn't there. want to come up, man. I got a burp. <laughs> I got a bubble right here at the top. I feel like we've had this problem on this podcast before. I think it's this couch. No, we had this problem. We were recording at my house, too. I remember. I remember. Maybe I need one more sip. I'll take a sip. You don't know how to make yourself burp? <clears throat> Do you not have that skill? Oh, like the, the big... Yeah, I mean, I can make myself burp anytime I want. Well, it's because you're a giant child. Okay, well, fuck you. <laughs> First of all. Burp you. <laughs> First of all, you want to get striked? <laughs> <laughs> Back to business. I feel like I'm going to have to edit out a lot of letter Kenny quotes. <laughs> God damn, I love that show. All right. You good? You didn't tighten my pole. <laughs> there. You good? I'm good. All right. That's better. Oh. So da- Dallas, Dallas, uh, what they do? They win. Yeah, that's what they did. They sure did. What was the final score? Forty to seven. Holy balls! <clears throat> <laughs> Before you get into it, I will say, who am I getting into it with? <laughs> Who's the toughest guy in this town? <laughs> God damn it! All right, we should not be watching that show. Okay, no, go watch it, everybody. Seriously, you can find it on Hulu, two seasons on YouTube as well. Uh I was surprised, not that Dallas won, because I too picked them. I thought they were going to win. Mm-hmm. I wasn't necessarily on board with your offensive explosion, mm-hmm. but I was surprised that even with Blake freaking Bortles, that they only scored seven points. Yep. And that this elite Saxonville defense kind of sucked. Uh, Yeah. So Jacksonville... So the, okay, so the one thing I will say is obviously we all talked about, uh, or we talked about it a little bit, the um, Jalen Ramsey interview he did with GQ, you know, before <laughs> the season, and he you know rattled off just about every quarterback in the league. Now when he got to Dallas and Dak Prescott and and uh, company, he did see, he didn't say anything bad. All he said was Dak's pretty, he's good. I mean, he's pretty good, but. And then he kind of wrote him off and said, that team, Ezekiel Elliott, that team rolls through him. Where he goes, the team goes. So in his defense, he really didn't do any trash talking towards Dallas. And then leading up to this week, he didn't say anything either. Um, and then they got their asses kicked. So, <laughs> But um, right off the get-go, I mean. You ready? For, you want to do your awesome first or your bummer first? Or do you want to? Oh, we'll hold off on the awesome. Oh, you you you're ready. I'm so excited for I'm this. I'm so excited for it. No, they, <laughs> so. um the one thing, and I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, I, when they win the to- the coin costs, the coin, 
<laughs> when Dallas wins the coin toss, it seems like this year, they're deferring. And that's really awesome to see because that means, I mean, you, you everybody's seeing it, how, how good this defense is becoming and how they're flying to the ball and, and causing turnovers. And just, I mean, there's, there's a great deal of confidence in the defense that I haven't seen personally in quite a while. So right off the bat, Dallas defers, Jacksonville gets the ball and three and out. So there you go. There's the tone of the game right there. Dallas didn't let up for the majority of the game. I mean, towards the end, uh, Bortles was able to hit uh, Dady Westbrook on a 35-yard pass or so. But for the majority of the game, I mean, they were completely shut down offensively. Bortles had a, a 149 yards on 26 26 attempts so well he has blake bortles uh he didn't throw any uh footballs into the helmets <laughs> of his own linemen so that was good but for uh, him he did have um he did have one pick off a tipped ball but uh um, that's a half pick in for my the, book for the for the majority of the game dallas was just all over him and it was so much fun to watch i noticed that you have the fourth ranked defense in the league. Mm-hmm. And Jacksonville is number uno. Well, they were. They were number uno. <laughs> Maybe they still are. I don't know. This is based on what I looked up today because I was kind of looking at numbers um, based on, and it showed the preview for your game coming up, but it showed your your fourth-ranked defense. And like, we've, like you've said over and over again, that's been such a bright spot for your team that, I mean, holy shit. Number well, four. Just watch. I mean, watching them, and then obviously watching the two middle linebackers, Van Der Esch and, and Jalen Smith. Just those two, how they, how they're, how they've been getting better. You know, week after week, it's that's been so much fun to watch. Um, but the defense is something we've seen most of the year. Yeah. Now, finally, finally, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting. Here comes the offense. Now, immediately, the big. I mean. It was a great win, obviously. They put up 40 points, completely shut down Jacksonville. It was a decisive win. Conor McGregor was there. Everybody's drinking whiskey. Everybody's partying, you know. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I do want to try some of his his. Uh, I've heard his it's complete garbage. I still want to try it. I mean, I'll try it. It was free. Well, absolutely. <clears throat> but anyways. Um, Connor, send us some. <laughs> immediately after the game, then it was, you know, yeah, you're excited, but you're also kind of pissed off. Like, okay. Where has this offense been the first five weeks? Was it was it play calling? Is that why this uh, all of a sudden you know there was some success, or was it execution? You know what's the story? So unfortunately, that's kind of been as far as you know Dallas's fans go, and 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 some media's that's what they're focusing on is you know well, especially because you did it against the number one rated defense, right? And so that's going to even be bringing more like, well, where it's been. Right. Um, to which, in, it, from my point of view, I, I think it came down to more. It came well, it, definitely a mixture, but I think it did come down more to actually execution. Um, Dallas, for the first time since they've moved into AT&T Stadium, are 3-0 and at home. They've never started 3-0 and at home. Really? And they've actually... Um, have let's see 13 and 3 they had a winning a, a winning record at home but Dallas has not had a winning record at home i mean they have sorry i take that back they have it's just been a very 
very mediocre. And there there has been no home field advantage there in that stadium. It's that damn Sungler. So starting starting off three and zero, I mean that's that's huge, huge. Um, but earlier this week, Zach Barton actually was uh, he was being asked, you know, what's the, with the struggles on the road so far, you know, offensively, and and his his um, main point that he kept coming back to was communication. Said we've got obviously Travis Fredericks out. Um, usually it's the center making the offensive line adjustments, and I, I didn't know this, but usually it's the center making the offensive line adjustments. But I didn't know it's actually Zach Martin who's making those calls now. So you've got Zach Martin now on the on you know at right guard making these shifts, and you've got Tyron Smith all the way out there on and you know on the left tackle. I, I'm pretty sure he knows what to do, but still, he's all the way out there to the left. And then you've got you know rookie Connor Williams next to him at left guard, and then obviously Joe Looney. So when the crowd's into it and the crowd's loud, Zach Martin's trying to make these these line adjustments. I always thought it was a big center. struggle. Well, no, usually it is, but Looney Looney isn't you know obviously our our full time starter. Right, he's had to step in due to uh, Frederick's injury. Well, that's kind of cool that. They're able to run that way. Um, so that that kind of, I mean, that makes sense. But um, that's going to be the big test, and we'll get into it this coming weekend with Washington. Is okay. Now it's time to put it put together that offense on the road. Um, so you know, we'll see. But as far as the Jacksonville game, it was finally good to see just just offense. It was the rushing game. It was Dak running. It was getting the getting the ball thrown downfield still was a little irritated um that they stalled out in the third 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 and fourth quarter a little bit um especially after the um especially after the interception i mean dallas was right there at jacksonville's i think 15 20 or 15 yard line and they couldn't get it in couldn't punch it in so mr maher who by the way has been stud right I think he's made 14 straight since his first miss yeah. or since his miss, which was his very first attempt. He's been um, a stud. So that's, that's been awesome to see. Um, I'm not worried about Maher at all. Maher. Maher. Obviously after that first, <laughs> very first attempt and that first miss, you kind of get a little nervous, but then you got to remember Bailey missed his first couple actually, I think. Um, and then obviously it was automatic after that, but watching Maher. Yeah. No worries there. Maher. Maher. Um, but the yeah the stalling out a little bit that was kind of irritating like okay if you're going to if this offense is truly rolling just keep keep pounding it on keep you know don't let off the gas doesn't matter who you're playing against especially I've, if you're playing against AA Iran I've never been a fan of the uh let off the gas nope. if you're if you're rolling just keep rolling who cares if you run the score up I don't care if you win 60 to, to 7 <laughs> just keep scoring and it just you know unless you're right unless you're playing a ron you're never comfortable with the lead no stupid a 40 to 7 i'd be nervous going into the fourth quarter with a ron <laughs> <laughs> all right ready for your let's yeah let's let's jump to the awesomes and boomers all right here's your awesome awesome cole beasley mr beasley i knew you were gonna say it's that it's good to see you again uh not cole so beasley. awesome was you leaving him on your bench in fantasy no that was well, could you blame me? Who who would have gone into that game going like, yeah, let's I'm gonna play Cole Beasley. He's gonna he's gonna go off. Um, Cole Beasley had his 
2018 coming out party, nine catches, 101 yards, two TDs. He he ripped up Jacksonville secondary. Um, now I will say if you if you watch watch the games, you know, earlier this year, Beasley's always getting open. He's just not always getting the ball or getting you know the ball thrown his way. But um, with him, his his route running is so so crisp and so tight. He's one of the he look he's he looks obviously because I don't play the NFL play in the NFL, but he looks like one of the hardest guys in the league to cover because he's so quick. He's not fast. He's he's just really quick. Um, but seeing him light up Jacksonville secondary, which obviously that's what their defense is built on. Their strength of their secondary. That's why they're number one and were arguably the best defense last year with that secondary back there, locking everybody down that gave the defensive line <clears throat> time to get to the quarterback and Saxonville, all that business. <laughs> but, um, no, that was, that was, uh, that's worth three awesomes. Awesome. 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 I was hoping for more rapid than that. Awesome. <laughs> Is that better for there you? There you go. But uh, I don't even know if that was three, but there no, you go. Great, great to see Beasley. Bummer. Alan Hearns. What's going on, man? He was the big, quote-unquote, free agent signing Dallas had this year. Yeah. He had five targets, zero catches. So he's like your Brandon Marshall. He didn't look. He just... And, well, and it's not even just this game. Just so far this year, he just hasn't been able to get involved. And now whether that's chemistry with Dak or that's just... You know, Dak not looking his way at all, or him just not getting open. I mean, who knows? I mean, yeah, it was. It's just frustrating to see you know the those free agent signings not work out so far. Now, obviously, it's early. It was only week week six, um, but when you have five targets, at least, and and depending on how many of them were quality targets, because that's a difference. Um, you know, at least coming up with one one or two catches. Um, so definitely a big bummer there. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I have three questions about your game. Cool. Sure. Let me have a sip. <laughs> Ask your question. First question is, what'd you think? Huh? <laughs> Dick. <laughs> There's ice in that there. Tea. This isn't tea. This is the, oh, that's a, re- that's a Starbucks refresher. That's a, that's a refresher. <laughs> that's so refreshing. Speaking of refreshing, don't throw beer at football players. But yeah, anyways, no kidding. That's not refreshing. That was rude Sorry. is what that was. that was. That's a bummer. That's a huge bummer. Bummer. That guy, I, I don't know how they enforce it. I, obviously, he's being disinvited. I love that. We're going to, he will be disinvited to all games at Gillette Stadium. However, how do you enforce that? You have a, like everybody that comes in the game, like they have it, they're holding a picture. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. We should ask uh, what's somebody. His, what's his name? All right. Somebody. Who's the, who's the owner? <clears throat> what's his name? Robert Kraft. What's that guy? Yeah. Kraft macaroni and cheese. <laughs> I don't think they're, th- I, don't, I, I don't, I don't think, think that's re- related. But I don't think they're related. <laughs> I like to think that. It'd be funny to walk out. Like the house, the cheese built. If you had a chance to meet him. <laughs> and you, your question was about mac and cheese. <laughs> How'd you perfect that powder mixture? So listen, um, <laughs> what made you go with that size of a macaroni noodle? <laughs> it's kind of tiny compared to what I can buy and make myself. Why don't you go like cavatappi noodle or something more fancy? Penne. <laughs> Why'd you go with elbow mac? All right. Anyway, so three questions about your game. Uh huh. Unless you had more to say. 
and I can wait. I'm going to ask your questions. All right. Fire away. What did you think about Dak, his running? Because he did a lot of it. He did do a lot of it. And I think that's that's taking it back to the 2016 offense, and I, I really do think that that's what Dallas needs to try to do um, You know, going forward. All, he only needs you know, five to six, five to seven called runs throughout the game. I mean, obviously he had more than that, but those are just your scrambles. But you give him, you know, five to seven called runs a game. He's, he's gonna, he's, he's gonna keep the defense honest. And that's anytime you have a quarterback who is, I mean, he's not a, he's not a small quarterback. He's not like, you know, Wilson, who's smaller, who obviously is a great scrambler and a great runner. Um, Meh. but Wilson, you know, with that smaller body, he's, he's going to get beat up. Now, yeah. obviously any, any quarterback who takes off and runs risky is going to, is it's risky and there's a possibility that, you know, they're going to get hurt. But with the bigger body guys, you know, a la Cam Newton and, and, you know, Roethlisberger and, and then let's go back, you know, got that, Steve McNair. What about that one guy that doesn't have a job right now? <laughs> Just dead silence what about, what about that guy what about that guy he should be on a team i noticed i bring him up because in watching the highlights of your game that's who i thought of there was one there was one run that uh Dak did down the sidelines mm-hmm. that I, I the one where he scored or he picked up a big first picked down. up a big first down yep and i and i i'm watching it and i'm just stride wise i'm like runs like kaepernick but not nearly as fast not as fast but he runs like all of both of which to me seem faster than my own quarterback Runs like a long-legged deer yeah like a long-legged deer uh so but it was a career wasn't it career high in, yeah, in yards yep, for yep, him career high wow career high in yards um but having that i mean having that weapon right there i mean that that'll that really keeps the defense honest and, and then now with the emergence finally of you know the passing game and cole beasley now defenses their defenses Okay, you're going to try to take away Cole Beasley's. You're going to move maybe a linebacker over to that side just a little bit and try to help. Okay, well now who's keying on Dak and who's keying on Zeke? I mean, when 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 Dak runs and he's successful at it, that really can open up the whole offense. Now, take the Seattle game. You know the Dallas at Seattle game. There, I don't think there were any called runs. It was just Dak running for his life. So yeah. obviously that's there's going to be no success there but when you have these called runs that are successful i mean that's that really can open up the offense yeah because you guys had 206 total yards of rushing 106 of those were elliott's were, were, yeah and 82 of those were were dak mm-hmm. that's a nice little mixture yep. if you think about it yep and and that's that's the that's the perfect kind of day for dak he was 17 2783 yards two tds there and then obviously, you know, 80, what was 83, 87 yards rushing and, another, and yeah. another score yeah. there. So that's what that 2016 offense was. And that's, that was the, the, the difficult offense to beat. <laughs> um, second question. Okay. So, so is everything fixed now? No. <laughs> nope. 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 So I, like, I, like I mentioned, are you still being like, all like i was with bevel are you still being all i want to see this offense for the next five weeks show me that show me that because you would get irritated right if you went up i don't know what what uh washington's defense is ranked someone could look that up fifth 
So as a fan, personally, watching what you just did against number one, if you weren't able to go do that against number five, you'd probably feel, I mean, you don't have to score 40, but you got to be able to see the same thing. I'd be pissed off. Well, so I won't, you Everyone wants to, you know, jump and get excited after this one game, but show it to me for the next five games. Let's let's see, um, you know, consistent play calling and not falling into the well. We ran Dak a lot last week. Let's not run him at all this week. Well, no, stick to what's working. Do what's working. Um, obviously, calling plays is the one part of it. Executing them is the other, um, and that's kind of leading into you know the Washington game is. Dallas is 0-3 on the road this year. Can we get the first road win? And can the offense show up in this road win? The defense has been playing, no matter home or away, the defense has been showing up. Let's see what happens, you know, at Washington. Guys, we're two for two on fourth downs. Yeah, how about that? How about them apples? (laughs) Was that a long one yard? (laughs) That's my biggest bitch, though. Like what you just said is, is my thing. Uh, and I've said it, Bevel used to, it used to drive me crazy about freaking Daryl Bevel because if it works, why change? I get, I get that you need to make adjustments for, you know, each team mm-hmm. based on who, you know, who's, you know, the coverages and all that type of stuff. Obviously the teams play different schemes, right. all that. That's fine. But if you go from, okay, called running plays for the quarterback work and then the next two weeks, you never see it again. <laughs> You're like, well, what are you doing? If it works, keep doing it. Yep. You do it to maybe to a different extent, and obviously work, you know. But I'm seeing that same and, thing and with you, the Seahawks this year, running it out of a totally different formation than yeah, but yeah, unbelievable. Um, I had a third question. I totally forgot what it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say uh, forty forty five. Oh no, I know what it was. Ready? Yep. I think <laughs> we talked about how you're ranked fourth mm-hmm. in defense talked about how you're actually you're number two in rushing which is not a shocking thing behind LA based on who you're you, you know and I I think you'll see that battle between that all all season yep uh, however on the other side of it you're ranked 29th in both passing and offense I'm not sure what you were ranked before this game <laughs> but I would assume it was Right, a close to the same thing. I think they were still sitting at so 29. It was 29? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so obviously you got an imbalance happening there. But with what you saw Sunday, can you see that evening out? Mm-hmm. Okay. Definitely. Real, real simple answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, because you finally saw a, a DAC that you wanted to see. More efficient. Right. <laughs> <laughs> excellent <laughs> i mean i think this is a radio show shit yeah. uh, uh uh yes that is that is correct sir well no it, i mean that goes back to to question number one let's just see what happens you know in the next five games for the rest of the season even and see if i i i still think that and i said at the beginning of the year i think dallas is going to have a top five defense um i still think I still believe that, and especially now after the first six games, seeing how they're playing, they're definitely going to finish in the top five. So even if if Dallas isn't able to get back to that full 2016 offense where they were, you know, I think they finished in the top five that year. Um, even if they finish top 12, it, it's gonna they're 
as long as they're stringing together wins, obviously that's going to be a, a really good team. I agree. Yeah. I only got to watch the second half of it, but it was fun. That was the boring half. Well, and then I, <laughs> then I went back and watched the highlights and, and you're right. It was the boring half, but I still, it was nice to see. I mean, I got to watch, like I said, I got to watch Dak actually run and Blake Bortles struggle like freaking Bortles. Good God. They got to do something down there in Jacksonville. Cause I know we had a lot of fun last season with Blake freaking Bortles and yeah, it's, but for being a number three overall pick, but, he's just a, oh. he's not a good well, and it's what and it's what held that team back last season. Like we all know it, like yep. and they know it. So why 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 is that experiment still happening when you could? I know a guy. Uh, there's a guy. There's a dude out there. Uh, I, what do you think about this? Because I heard this this week. What if you took Eli Eli and put oversized helmet down there would he do better just with that offensive line versus his own what do you think you're a football guy would he do better in than, he, than he's doing in new york right now yes yes but that's still not good <laughs> <laughs> i that, and that's the, that's the I, thing like is I, it, is, he would i think he would do better uh jacksonville's offensive lines a, a, a tad better um <laughs> obviously just a smidge. obviously they don't have the receiving talent like new york does i mean you have sterling shepherd and odell beckham and uh, uh evan ingram um i don't know if he would do that much better than what he's doing now but i also think that him i think i think this is this has got to be eli's final year he just he does not look well i just because i keep hearing this that doesn't look you know you see brady and 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 breeze and then you see Manning, and he just looks so much slower and so much more just totally out of it than than they are. It's an it's a it's an interesting argument because I hear so many experts out there saying that well, if he had a better offensive line, he was on a different team, he would be he would be decent. But I I I sit there and go, I I, I just don't. I think he's just done, guys. Like I don't think if you put him under, you know, who didn't have a good offensive line and didn't have a good wide receiver core and still carried that team. He's in the booth now with Jim Nance. Romo. Was there it, so many years where Romo had no offensive line whatsoever and no running game, and he carried that team to, granted, eight wins, but still, that was all him. One more Eli question for you, then: Is he a Hall of Famer? Not a first ballot, and actually, my my dad and I were talking about this too. And he goes, "I'd buy a, He's not a Hall of Famer for me." He goes, "I think Tony. I think Romo should be in the Hall of Fame before he does. Romo's got far better numbers, um, even with his two Super Bowl rings. To me, those Super Bowls weren't him. Those right. were lucky catches, lucky catches, both and, of them, and and great defenses. Yeah, um, I I would say I would say a, you know a, at minimum a second second ballot Hall of Famer. I just, I mean, I don't. Definitely, and, he, and you know, it just, it's pop, Thanksgiving's got to be so much fun around that house, like uh, <laughs> Brother Peyton and, and all that. But I mean, you know it is. Oh, it's got to be a blast. Peyton's got to be fun. All right. Anything else for your game? It was a good one. It was a good one. It was exciting. It was a blast. But no, I got nothing else. <laughs> All right, so the uh, Seattle Sea Chickens were in London, England, and I first want to give a little shout out what to would you call yourself that the Sea Chickens. Yeah, no, that's just what name we call them. As a fan, you wouldn't know because you're a Cowboys fan. 
Apparently, no, I'm a Cowgirls fan. Oh, how original. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to give a shout out to the to the 12s because. Oh, yeah. There's that name, too. The 12s. Shut up. So the you're Cowboys Nation. How dumb is that? So stupid. We are a nation of people. <laughs> it's just how I have to hashtag both Dallas Cowboys to get the official hashtag for your team. And I have to tweet with a hashtag Cowboys Nation to make sure I reach the fan base <laughs> when I can. It's just dumb. There's not a hashtag 12s. Nobody cares. Anyway, <laughs> shout out to the 12s. Uh, you guys traveled well from the states but you also it's amazing how many seahawk fans there are uh over in europe there's fans coming from germany from all over the place and it was really cool because that pete carroll mentioned it the players mentioned it it was actually a uh was like a home game for them and in an eighty thousand plus seat stadium uh it was a lot of seahawk fans so Shout out to them for for traveling well and and for making it more of a uh, a Seahawks game, which was really cool to see. And you could tell when you were watching it on TV. What was the local time in the game? It was like six o'clock p.m., wasn't it? Because I, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. It's eight hours from the East Coast, so I don't know. I think it was like six o'clock. I think they said it when the broadcast started. It was a night game. Gotcha. So. A primetime game in, in the UK. I heard there were some very confused fans, though, that were talking about um, how many pints they were going to have. And then people were saying, yeah, I'm going to have four pints of the game. And they were like, wait a minute. <laughs> NFL games are three hours long? Yeah. What? I thought they were an hour. I thought they were just, why is this still going? It's like, well, yeah, they're an hour if you're looking at, you know, each quarter's 15 minutes <laughs> plus a 15-minute halftime. Yeah. But then you got to think about all the, you know, downtime and all that crap. Yeah, the three hours long. <laughs> Sorry about that. Americans. <laughs> Damn Americans. Uh, but you know what? It's weird because I, I, uh, I was not looking forward to the London game. I was thinking this is going to be I, – I, I picked them to win. I thought they were going to win. But it was another – we didn't score 40, but we dominated the Raiders. And right from the get-go – and but I actually and it may be because they won or whatever, but God damn, it was such a nice relaxing game. Like I told you when you got in here, it was so nice to have. I normally hate 10 a.m. games, but when they win and they didn't stress you out kind of win, like from the first drive down the field, you're like, oh, this is a win. Oakland looked terrible. Oakland looked God awful. Uh, it was so nice to have a non stressful win where it ended and i was just like ah oh, i'm gonna have another i'm gonna piece of bacon i'm gonna have me some more coffee <laughs> uh it was great so um my awesome scoring on the first drive finally it's been since pretty se- excited about it's that. been se- hey did you know this streak it's been se- se- since september 25th 2016 was the last time that the Seattle Seahawks scored a touchdown on their first offensive <laughs> drive of the of the game. That's a long time. That is a long time, and that streak was like just going and going, and it never – I literally thought it was never going to end. But you know what? They came out. They went 14 plays and 82 yards, a lot of runs, 
and they just marched right on down the field and scored. And I, at that moment, I literally could have just gone off and done something else because <laughs> I knew it was over. I'm happy. Yep, I'm good. They could lose this game. I don't care. <laughs> the streak is over. Uh, it was that was so nice to see because as a fan, there's nothing worse, at least as a Seahawks fan, than getting the ball first and that instant feel of ugh. Three and out. <laughs> Great. Or, oh, this drive's looking okay. This might be the one, and then it'll stall uh, at, like, the opponent's 40, and you're like, oh, I guess the add one more game to that streak. Great. But this one, it – and at first I was kind of like, God damn it, let him throw the ball. I get we're establishing the run, but what are they doing? And it just – like I said, 82 yards on the field. It was actually a – it was a fantastic opening drive – I will never give Schottenheimer credit, but <laughs> it looked good. And it looked different, kind of like your game. All of a sudden, it was like, where has this been? Well, the joke was, okay, where where is he locked up at and who's calling plays? Yeah. <laughs> what is happening right now? Who took over? Uh, but it was, it, it was good to see. So that was my awesome and then my bummer. Bummer. Oh, bummer, man. Uh I saw saw Gruden say "bummer, man" on the sidelines a lot. Uh, <laughs> bummer, man. <laughs> penalties. Uh, still a weak spot. I don't know why. That's a Pete Carroll thing. It's You'll a never yeah, get away from, and it. it'll never it'll never get away from it. And but I was try, as I was trying to find something that's a bummer in the game because ultimately it was. I mean, there were some things that they you know Russell Wilson. Uh, he had a great game, but he still had some throws that I was just like, God damn it, he he needs to be better than that. And he usually makes that. But in the end, it was like, all right, you know what? Eight penalties for 64 yards. And their penalties, of course, just like the previous week, came at shitty times. And so that that's my bummer. You got to clean those up. Uh, I will say overall, though, in their defense, the refs in this game were complete morons. It was just piss poor officiating. The del- Especially, this is my favorite one, the delay of game penalty on Doug. Did you watch the game? Mm-mm. You didn't watch the game, hmm. dude. What the hell were you doing? Watch watching Red Zone. It's bullshit, man. So no, I didn't. I didn't. This is our. This is the podcast supposed to watch that game. That's ridiculous. I was watching all the games. <sighs> I hate you. All right, so <laughs> I was watching a gang bang of gangs. It, <laughs> there was a delay of game penalty on Doug, right? So there was a. It was a third and four. I did see this. They threw to him. He only got two yards out yep. of it. So it was another. What we've seen the last like last week. Uh, where he got, you know, it'd be like third down and he would miss it by a yard. Mm -hmm. So another one comes where he is third and four. They throw to him. He only gets two. He gets up and he spikes the ball out of pure emotion. He's pissed off Mm -hmm. delay a game penalty. And you're just like, are you kidding me? You can't let just the guy have some emotion. What did it delay the game? One extra second for them to catch the ball as it came down from him spiking it. Give me a freaking break. Well, then that's the thing is, had he got had he gotten the first down and did that, they did probably all, wouldn't have called it. Did the celebration of like you know all that they all do now? Yeah. Well, I, I, I got and it. that's the thing. I, I saw it four or five different times on on Sunday. Anytime, uh, you know, they got a first down or or were about to break out on a long run, but got tripped up right at the end or whatever. And all these guys are you know spinning the ball or spiking the ball, and there's no penalties called. Yeah. So so why call one? What's there? what's the there was Where's a, the threshold. There was a fumble later in the game that they went to review, and they 
everybody could clear his day. I mean, they had they had the the whoever the freaking referee ex referee that's the employee. I don't remember who CBS's is, but or whoever Fox's is. Pereira. Pereira. Everybody agreed that that should have been a that it should be a fumble. And of course, they go to replay and somehow, nope, stands. And you're like, what? Just so even the guys in New York were idiots. <laughs> was morons all around so that sucked but that was my bummer so shocking there's a seahawks fan sitting next to me complaining about the refs shut up (laughs) they cost us super bowl 40 oh my god (laughs) they really did uh (laughs) can you imagine we've been doing this podcast for real i'm serious they did Um, he came out and apologized okay he did you see exactly you want to get into it we can get into it can you imagine if we had been doing this podcast back then? Look out. Good God. Hell no. Hell no. Nah. Uh, all right. So overall, again, good game. They won. It was amazing. I was so happy. Bruce Irvin went home and made some babies. He was going home to make some babies. <laughs> That's probably the best post-game comments from a from a losing player <laughs> that I've ever heard. Like, hey, it's a game. I got a beautiful wife. I'm going to go home and try to make some babies. <laughs> good on bruce well you know what's funny did you you probably didn't see it because you know you were watching red zone there wasn't a time Irvin got to uh russell sacked him and got a penalty for roughing the passer russell wilson is the only player this would happen to <laughs> gets knocked down and gets a penalty and russell makes sure to turn around are you okay are you okay and helps bruce Irvin up because he's an ex-teammate <laughs> never have i ever seen that but he was making a big deal to be like oh, are you all right are you all right because he looked hurt Russell's the only quarterback in the league that would do that. Hmm. Sorry, Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, all right. So, I mean, running-wise, it wasn't uh, – they mixed it up. Instead of having, like, Carson ha- carry the load, they they mixed it between Carson, Davis, and Penny. Penny actually got in and 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 did well. Um, Carson had 59 yards. Penny had 43. Davis had 21. Russell Wilson actually finally – he had 20 yards um he's he's got a hamstring issue you can tell uh isn't as fast but uh they had 155 total rushing yards and it, again it looked the offensive line we haven't mentioned a Fetty's name in a few weeks it's been great that's a good sign that's a really good sign frank clark beast extend that guy right now yes give him a contract so right now right freaking now <clears throat> although i will say dallas's defensive line is i mean oh yeah it's good Dave, well, I mean, sorry to cut you off, but Dave, just, David Irving, obviously back from suspension. Very first snap he's taken in a year or whatever. What happens? He's right in the backfield, pressure on Bortles. Just beautiful. 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 Sorry. Um, yeah, Clark had four total uh, tackles, two and a half sacks, hit the quarterback three times. Car, Car would say Hut and Frank Clark is like whispering in his ear. Did you see the the close up of Carr's face when he hurt his arm? It looked like he literally was crying. Oh yeah, he felt bad for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brutal. Um, the Raiders are broken. That's it's yeah. I'll, I'll I'll get to that later. Uh, Doug finally showed up. I mean, he's been hurt obviously, but he had six catches for ninety one yards. Uh, Moore, David Moore, dude. I I really hope that he becomes a. Uh, a, a superstar receiver at least for seattle um because they need those but he had uh you know a touchdown he looks great russell 17 for 23 222 yards 
three touchdowns. He did throw one interception that was uh, just a stupid throw. Just uh, it was like it was that whole that whole offensive series was like for Doug Baldwin because they literally threw to him every freaking time. And then it was like they got down there and they're like, all right, well, we got to finish this with Doug getting a touchdown. <laughs> and he forced it to him. Yeah, and they forced it to him with like triple coverage. And sure enough, it, it, was, it was a half interception. It was tipped up in the air and caught. But you're still like, Russell, don't make that throw. And then when you look across the field, you, you throw it over there. The dude's wide open. I'm like, what are, what are you doing? <laughs> it's unbelievable. So um, what else happened? I was happy. I was happy with the whole thing. The weather was very Seattle-like. It was. Again, felt like a a, a, a home game almost. Um, Janikowski looked great. The punting was great. Um, kickoffs. This is weird. So Janikowski, all of a sudden, he can kick it through the end zone this week. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> he, last, heard, he heard you. Last week, couldn't do that. This week, all of a sudden, he could. Um, Speaking of old kickers and using all that power, did you see the injury to Matt Bryant? No, I did not. Meta? You could tell. So Matt Bryan is Atlanta's kicker, and uh, he booted a. I, don't know, I think it was a fifty-two or fifty-three yard field goal. And as soon as the ball left his foot, he, he just saw him reach for his hamstring. It's like that. That sucks. Ooh. It's been a bad year for kickers, getting hurt and sucking. <laughs> getting hurt and sucking. Uh, what else is good? Third down efficiency. They were nine of nine for 13. I'll take that every week. Um, at the beginning of the game, I was bitching about the defense, not being able to get off the field on third down, but they ended up holding Oakland four for 12. That's fine. Um, uh, overall it was, I was happy. The only Russell, like I said a little bit earlier, um, he's, he had to throw to Baldwin for a long touchdown. They actually let him air it out this game and, and, he had him give the, the London fans what they wanted to and see the throw was it was just a bad throw by Russell he just put it in the wrong spot and normally he's so good at those so again I, I don't know what's going on there but he had a couple of throws that he was off and I don't want to nitpick and be like oh well shit Russell sucks but he's definitely again I'm seeing things where he is just a little bit off this season I don't know if it's the hamstring if it's injury related if it's I, I don't know maybe he should go home and make some more babies <laughs> <laughs> I uh the you know what was also fantastic though was really cool was something you don't see Seattle do very often well at least having a lead and being able to close out the game in their final drive they didn't throw a single pass just ran the ball they ate up eight minutes and 25 seconds love those drives not something I see very often as a Seahawks fan <laughs> so I was so excited to see that and then two more things before we move on uh broadcast chris myers uh i don't know if he like literally just walked into the booth that day and was like what's my game today where am i oh it's (laughs) london oh who's playing all right he got all the names wrong (laughs) all of them (laughs) it was the jet lag it was ridiculous he couldn't get a name right to save his life my favorite was our punter uh michael dickerson (laughs) (laughs) i I did they, they were playing the game and i did hear that I was like, wait a minute, what? He like he messed up and the the tu- you know, Lockett got a touchdown. He pulled the, the rabbit out of the head. Oh, oh, oh my god, it was so bad. And I was not the <laughs> only one noticing it, but it was it was so brutal. It was awful. Uh I also thought it was weird and I texted you and asked you about it, but having Romo in the booth for the Dallas game, it was weird that whole thing. 
but you said it sounded fine to you. I liked it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and that wasn't the first game he's called. No, but it's still, it's just weird. And he'll be calling this weekend's game against Washington also. Yeah. Which is weird. I didn't know that they were doing this weird, uh, division flex schedule thing. So obviously Washington and Dallas are both NFC teams. They're always on Fox, but they're going to be on CBS this weekend. Yeah, I don't know what the hell they're doing. They're doing yeah, some some sort of swap. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Um so <laughs> and then uh I love this. This is I saw this all over Twitter more than once. Uh everyone asking like, "God damn, why like players like frank clark like you said the ball was snapped and he was right there you can thank uh tom cable <laughs> oh <laughs> so a big shout out why thank is you. frank clark so good you can, tom cable you can th- why is the offensive line in seattle so much better this year and oakland's is so much worse thank you tom cable <laughs> i don't miss you i don't miss you at all tom and no slight to frank clark though but he's a beast he is a beast pay the man now moving on does gruden even make it through the season yep does he make it through next season nope <laughs> no i i think they're in it they'll they're in it until it ends badly but i right now i think that gruden's trying to i don't know what he's doing i think he's trying to show that he's making the calls so he's trying to piss on the team is that where he's like lift his leg and, and like and he doesn't he doesn't care He's going he's gonna to do things his way, and I think he's just flat-out rebuilding. I mean, obviously, with the Cleo Mack thing, you know, you saw how that ended. Now, Not re- well. Now reports coming out that Amari Cooper is up for, you know, up for grabs. I mean. Well, and Carr was supposed to, like, thrive under mm-hmm. this Gruden thing, and he's – we continue. We have not, we have not seen the Carr from – what two years ago 2015 three years ago now yep. oh, yeah so he's not thriving he's terrible mm-hmm. so i agree i think he makes it through this season but god damn it, it there is some drama happening down in oakland for sure um they'll soon to be vegas Ve- well that's not until 2020 we're, it's 2018 man we're almost there <laughs> <laughs> that's true we're almost to 2019 <laughs> uh i'm assuming you watched last night's game yeah well monday's game if you're listening to the podcast because it's be wednesday yeah monday night's game had flashbacks did, did Ro- rogers always <laughs> does that to me so so you were with me when they got the ball back tied with about a minute a minute 10 minute 11 you were probably in the same boat as me like oh well yeah this is over not in a good way for san francisco Aaron Rodgers is ridiculous, and he's not even having a great year, but in that moment... And he's hurt. Yeah, it's like in that moment, you expect him to. I was not surprised at all. Every yeah. throw that he made to the sidelines where they would make it, I'm just like, oh, well, there's that. Yep, well, that's how you make that throw, and well, that's how you do that, perfect and there. that's how you do that. And you just wanted to get the field goal kicker closer, and and you're just like, it. no surprise. He He's ridiculous at what he does. And like you said, it could be 40 to nothing in the fourth quarter. I'm still scared. <laughs> yep. A.A. Ron. Nope. But, uh, I mean, then that's just a perfectly executed and just a thing of beauty, and it makes me so jealous. But I will say, sucks for Green Bay fans because you have that type of quarterback and you've got one ring. <laughs> oh, well, he's, his career up there has been absolutely wasted. And it, all the drama or the 
the supposed drama between him and McCarthy and, and all that stuff, I just wonder, like, well, he just signed the big extension, so it can't be that bad, or right. was it literally all money-based? And I find that hard to believe, because had he decided to leave, how much money would he have been paid on the open market? Right. A shit ton. Yep. Which is an actual unit of measurement. Look it up. <laughs> uh, we already talked about Eli. Is there anything else NFL-related? I did. Uh, oh, I wrote down. <laughs> the Browns lost. Uh, they have to win seven of their last ten to get to your nine wins. <laughs> Just watch out. They've been in every game. I'm going to pick them to sh- – a spoiler alert. I'm going <laughs> to pick them to win this week. <laughs> so – uh, yeah, anything else in the NFL that you wanted to put down before we move on to previewing your game and I get to sit here and do nothing? I'm so excited. I got nothing. Excellent. 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 So week seven, Dallas goes to Washington. I wrote down literally, Andrew gets the whole stage and go. For the next five minutes. Uh, alrighty. What does Dallas need to do? Moving on, um, to win. Uh, they need to score more points. True. And stop Washington from scoring. Stop points. Washington from scoring points. And we're done. Let's. <laughs> and that's all you need to do. Um, no, the big big thing is obviously this is a division game, and right now you've got um. You guys are going to win the East. I, I believe Washington, Dallas, and Philly are all sitting at three and three, and New York sitting at one and four. Um, New York. I'm sorry. At- I'm sorry. Washington's three and two because they've already had their bye week. Um, but if Dallas, you know, Dallas loses this game, they're two games back in the in the NFC East, and you don't want to be in that hole. That's a bad hole. You could be in the hole that my team's in. We're like three back. You well, no one in the West is going to catch LA. Unless, yeah, no, no one in the West is going to catch LA. No, they're not. But um, no, if Dallas is able to go to Washington, take care of business, um, that's really going to go a long way, especially when it comes to tiebreakers and all that other business. Um, when it comes to getting into the playoffs, and like I said last week, all regardless of how they've how they've started, you know, now sitting at three and three, win the division and go from there. Um. This will be so the NFC East games or division games, period. You never know what's going to happen. It could be the number one, you know, like we mentioned, could be the number one offense against the, the, you know, number 30th defense, but somehow that number 30 defense completely shuts down the offense. I mean, you never know how these games are going to go. But I will say, to get the first win, this is the perfect venue for that because, um, the past five times Dallas has gone to Washington, they've won. So this would be six, number six in a row if they were able to pull it off. Um, this will be the first year, um, well, the first time that uh, Dallas is going to see Alex Smith with Washington, obviously making that um, making that change this you know this off season, and, and things haven't been going so well offensively for Washington. I think they're actually ranked one one worse or maybe one above Dallas's offense right now. They're 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 struggling as well. So, I think this could be another um well, I guess last weekend against Jacksonville wasn't a defensive battle, but this could be the defensive battle, you know, that 12 to 9 kind of game. Um 
But as far as what they need to do to win, just execute the game plan like they need to and get that communication down. Um, keep going with the those DAC you know, design runs that really is going to open up the offense. Um, Zeke's obviously going to get his fair carry, fair share of carries. Um, as long as he gets at least 20, Dallas is almost guaranteed to win. I think they've, I think their record is a crazy stat when he gets at least 20 carries. But, um, these, these NFC East games are, they're pretty unpredictable. I mean, you, you never know what's going to happen with these. Well, and this entire season has been a season of, like you said, you could have a team that goes in up against the, well, like what you guys just did against the number one right. ranked defense. I mean, exactly. it's just you never. If you look at the schedule every week, and it's funny when we do our game picks because I go through, I have to go through, and I have to look at the entire schedule, mm-hmm. and you're like, there's always three or four games where you're. I mean, they're you would think they would be absolutely one sided, and they end up being pickums. Like, well, Washington's only favored by one point in this, one and, in this one game. And a, one and a half. It's one and a half it's the now. Official money line. So one and, one and, and a half, half points. So basically, spread, so yeah, me. just to pick them basically. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, it's really, it's getting kind of hard this season to predict. I mean, who would have thought that San Francisco last night goes in with a backup quarterback and it played well, played really well. They had a chance to win that game. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it, it is definitely a strange season when it comes to that. So most definitely, um, I but I so back to the Washington game. I I do think I think Dallas's defense is going to be able to shut down Alex Smith. I mean, with the way they've been playing, um, obviously there's a little bit of concern with Demarcus Lawrence. So actually, he um, he revealed he's got a torn labrum in his shoulder, same shoulder he had torn and played through a couple years ago. Um, he didn't have surgery on it, so look for him to kind of maybe not be as involved maybe a little bit more of a pitch count as far as his uh, defensive plays but um there's a chance that you might see sean lee back yeah what's going on with sean lee i know so, he's questionable on this injury report so still working through that hamstring he wants to play i mean everything coming out of you know practice and all that is he's on the sidelines he's he's ready he's ready to come back in and and sean lee's the one player that he knows washington he knows how to play them. Um, so if if he was able to come back, it would really be interesting to see what kind of step this defense takes with the way that Jalen and, and Leighton Van Der Esch and the rest of the defense is playing. Um, but I don't I don't see I don't see Washington's offense giving Dallas very much trouble uh, defensively. I think as if if Dallas goes back to you know the way the offense has been the majority of the year, then it could be definitely be a struggle of a game. Here's what you have going for you. And this is why I think you're you're going to win. I'm listening. If you look at Washington's record this season and what basically look at every game, they've played 5 and they alternate. Win loss, win loss, yep. win loss. They just won. So the stats would sh- would tell you look at Dallas's though. They're about to lose. Dallas last 5. Loss. Well, we're we're in for a tie. <laughs> we're in for a good we're old for a good old good tie. old nfl tie. As is the norm in this year's nfl no it's, you know it's, opening week obviously lost against carolina and then be bounced back and beat new york and then you go to seattle and lose there and then you um well actually no then you had two losses because then you lost um um i'm just seeing the last five it what's weird here is you got like washington 
they gave up 43 to New Orleans. And then they come back the next week, and Carolina, who's been pretty good, I mean, solid, solid, um, only give up 17, and they win that game. You know, and then they they go to Green, you know, they're Green Bay, and they win that 31 to. They've been all over the place, really. I still think you're going to win. <laughs> and I can't believe their stadium seats 82,000 people. Good God. It'll be – these Redskin games are always fun. They're always fun to watch. Division game. It's good times. All right. Like I said, I got a bye week. Yay. <laughs> but I will say in that bye week, so we play Detroit next in Detroit uh, on October 28th, and there is one piece of good news. Tight end, Ed Dixon. Maybe he should be back for that game. KJ Wright, linebacker. Hopefully both back for that game. Huge. Well, that's the that's the other kind of discussion they're having with or the you should be having with Sean Lee is okay, do you do you want to pull him with the way that the defense is playing right now, would you want to put him out there right now? Would you want to wait till he's completely a hundred and seventy five percent? Because after this Washington game, Dallas has their bye week. So you know, do you want to rush him back? So, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what they do this weekend. If what they would you do? Bring him in. If he's, if he's 95%, because even if he does end up getting re-injured, um, you see how the defense, this, why do I keep saying defense? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> you see how this defense is playing now without him. Such a great defense. Such a great defense, you know, defensively. <laughs> um, I mean, you see how they're playing now, and I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, you, oh, would you would, would you, you rush him? Would back? you rush him back? Um, in years past, Dallas would make that mistake and rush him back. This year, I I think that they're okay. Um. I think they'll hold him back until he's he's you know over a hundred percent and and ready to go. Makes sense, especially going into bye it's, week. I would I would I mean, yeah, you go into the bye week and then and then they come back and they got a Monday night against Tennessee. So you know, make the return then. But then you also think about okay. Sean Lee's the type of player you want in that last stretch, that you know, mid and November, and then that that December stretch. Yeah. I mean, maybe they hold him back even longer. So, I mean, who knows? The thing with Sean Lee is, unfortunately, you just you know that he's going to get hurt again. And ultimately, it's not your decision. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just a guy who's sitting here on the couch watching the game. Yeah. How about that? How about that? <laughs> All right. Ready to go social media mailbag? S-M-M. Some. Some. All right. So we got a couple. And you're just done. <laughs> <laughs> got a couple and he's leaving. I'm listening. Where are you going? Way over there. Need some more beverage. Beverage. Uh, Casey Rom on Facebook, we're over a third of the way through the season now. What is your new win-loss prediction for both teams? Since you're over there getting a beverage, 
uh i of course commented uh, on this and said that the seahawks will win more and the cowboys will lose more <laughs> uh you know I, uh. ha. <laughs> um i guess i'll answer first then so um i still say it's you know what sucks is i can't remember what my original prediction was except for i think it was like eight and eight nine and seven somewhere in there was it uh, I'll go nine and seven, and then maybe depending on what I see in Detroit after the bye week, um, I might go ten and six. Now, is that going to be enough to get them in the playoffs? Meh. Again, it's going to have to be a wild card if they do. Um, I'm not sure. However, um, I'd say nine and seven is still pretty realistic. I just they have a tough schedule, so. But for Dallas. Yeah, I hate to be the boring one and go with the same answer, but nine and seven. <laughs> I mean, based on everything you've seen so far this year, and you know things maybe starting to to take a turn for the better as far as the offense goes. You still you have that uncertainty, and I'm. I mean, they've got a tough schedule coming up. You know, you got Washington coming up, and then you got Tennessee. Um, and then I, I've said it before, but I can't remember the rest of the games after that. But it's it's going to be it's going to be a tough stretch. So nine and seven, nine and seven. Ask uh, me, ask me after the Washington game. But uh, Barb wants to know thoughts on Paul Allen. Uh, will this affect anything regarding his ownership of the Seahawks and Trailblazers? We will um, get to that um, right before we we close this episode out. So uh, it'll be soon. Uh our buddy over at Podskier, Mr. Dean, he has some questions. Okay. Um, I should have prepped this one, prepped you for this one before we got started. But what's the fun in that? <laughs> Is that the question? No. <laughs> uh question for andrew is if he's he wants to know if you've seen the breakdown videos done by uh AKOYE Media on YouTube. Okoye? Yeah. Yeah. And if so, what are your thoughts? They're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, th- those are good. I do enjoy watching those. Um, but most of the time, I, I stick to just the the um, the breakdowns that Brian Brian Broadus does. Um, but definitely, it's a good it's a good YouTube channel. Um, and then this next one is for both of us. Ideal gets to interview on your show. And he named two that he thought were perfect for you. Okay, name them. Gil Brandt, Bobster. So Gil Brandt um, is like the grandpappy of all things scouting. Right. That would be a very good get. <laughs> uh, what was the other one? Uh, Bobster. Eh, um uh, <laughs> sorry dean actually no i You're would take, wrong <laughs> no I, I would take gil gil brandt would be a, a really a really good one but i would love to sit and talk with brian brought i could probably talk with him you know over beer and his gumbo for you know hours well if he's listening to the show uh come on our podcast huh would you word word uh mine right now uh literally i want john clayton i want the professor <laughs> Because he's got I just I just picture in my head that commercial of him <laughs> dressed as a teenager <laughs> in his room. <laughs> but he's so knowledgeable about football, and he just started his own website. 
Um, kind of like the athletic got to pay for it. And apparently it's really good. Um, so him, I, I, I want Steve Rabel. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to get him on. And because I, the play by play, I like play by play. Seahawks. No, <laughs> I find no, it. no, actually cook. Fine. Well, I get three people. If you want, you want, I'm, I Steve got a Rabel, I'm bringing Brad Sham. On. That's fine. Get him on here. I'm going to get Steve before you can get him on there. How about them apples? Fuck. <laughs> and then I want Mina Kimes. Oh, yeah. Word. <laughs> Seahawks fan. And well, give me, give me Taylor Stern. So <laughs> that's four now. I just have three. And? and? Jerk. Uh, quick, give me a fourth. Uh, I don't know. So, <laughs> and Trent then. Dilfer. Uh, oh, God, no. Matt Hasselbeck. I'll take Matt Hasselbeck before I take Trent Dilfer on this show. Mike Holmgren. Mike Holmgren would be cool. Son Alexander. <laughs> and then uh, his son. The Boz. <laughs> Any of those people, if you're listening, I'm sure you're not. But if you are. Randy Johnson. <laughs> that's nothing to do with football. <laughs> Why are you so mean tonight? Getting tired. I am. Uh, <laughs> I've noticed that. You become more of a jerk when Lou you get Pinella. tired. Lou <laughs> wow uh okay so dean's son um who just <laughs> he also gives his apologies for beating dennis from ohio in <laughs> fantasy <laughs> sorry dennis from ohio who didn't ask ask a question this we've week. got That's a pretty rude. competitive league going we do i've it's been fun i yeah. went i actually won this week i can't we i beat you yeah you did <laughs> yes i was hoping jimmy graham was gonna come down with you know another score and a couple more just would have taken yeah, like, it, like a little bit taken. more too bad for you. No, I had, uh, in my defense, I didn't move Beasley defense. to uh, defense. the starting role. Defense. But no, I left. Uh, How'd you uh, done that? I left Cole Beasley and Marquise Goodwin on the bench. But Goodwin was just now coming back. And, and uh, yeah, they both lit it up. I think Beasley had 32 points and Goodwin had 29 points. Yeah. And you lost. Oops. Oopsie. Uh, he asked, when will the Rams lose a game? this this sunday so i put this this is if you go back if you look at the rams and what they've done um they're gonna lose i don't think they finished the season undefeated and here's oh oh, hell no so they're gonna lose so they started the season they gave up 13 to the raiders and then they shut out the cardinals right but after that they gave up 23 to the chargers 31 I'm, to the Vikings. I'm I'm uh, 31 to the Seahawks. I'm a I'm a and and they actually gave up they gave up the 20 points to the Broncos and they only scored 23. The Seahawks had a chance to win the game. So it their defense gives up points. Tell you what, they're going to lose one of the games in the next 6 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, so they play they have Green Bay on that schedule, New Orleans, Seattle again, and Kansas City. And Detroit and Detroit. San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco. <laughs> you never well, San Francisco, you never know. I mean, I mean you, you, you yeah, just you're saw right. what they you're just right. did. You're right. Thank you. You're right. When you're right. I'm picking San Francisco this weekend. <laughs> I just I, I think that they will lose. And, yeah. it, and I think you're right. It'll be within the next six weeks. They just as good as they are. That, that's a tough schedule. Yeah. As good as they are, their 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 defense almost plays like they know their offense is gonna you know bail them out yeah one of these days it's not going to happen well and but the thing i mean on the flip side of that you see how scary it can be where when golf isn't playing well 
Gurley can take over. Oh, it's a scary offense no matter what. You're right. Again. Jerk. <sighs> All right. We're going to game picks. Our episodes are long. How about that? Um, I'm kicking your ass. 56-51. I wouldn't say that's an ass kicking. That's like a, a high school basketball score. <laughs> it's also very true. <laughs> so I'm winning uh, 56-51. Uh, you did not have a good week last week. Sorry. Do better this week, would you? America didn't have a good week America, last week. I picked correctly, and <laughs> the teams were wrong. <laughs> All right. So I, I forgot to print the sheet again, so we're going to do what we did last week, and I'm just going to read them off, and you give your pick, and I'll give mine. You okay. Ready? Yep. Denver at Arizona. Ooh. Uh, Denver. I'm, I am taking Denver as well. There's another London game this week. Tennessee and the Chargers. Ooh. Well, Tennessee, uh, Mariota's body is still on the turf. <laughs> so What a disappointment he has been. Well, no. I mean. Disappointing. He's, he's sacked 11 times. Yeah, well, maybe he shouldn't be sacked so much. That's on him. <laughs> There's um, nobody else you can blame for a sack except for the quarterback. <laughs> Cheerio. I'm going to take L.A. Cheerio. I, too, am taking the L.A. Chargers. New England at the Bears. Mm. That's kind of a, that's tough, a tough one. one. Yeah. That's, a, that's a toughie. That's a, that's a Trubisky who's doing well. That's a hard on. Bears a <laughs> He's getting loopy, people. <laughs> He's getting um, a little delirious. The Bears are... Is it, it's at Gillette? No, it is in Chicago. Hmm, New England. I, too, am picking New England. <laughs> uh, Buffalo at Captain Andrew Luck's place. Indianapolis. This is no fun. I, too, am taking Indianapolis. <laughs> I did my picks beforehand, so yeah. Uh, Detroit. It's true. He did pick before. Well, I had time. Detroit at Miami. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm going to take Miami. God damn it. I'm taking Miami as well. (laughs) Minnesota at J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Minnesota. Minnesota. Finally, I'm taking the Jets. Carolina at your favorite team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz. Carolina. I, too, am taking Cammie Newton and the Carolina Panthers. Cammie Newton. <laughs> uh, the Cleveland Browns at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cleveland. I am also taking Cleveland. Uh, man, things are falling apart fast for Tampa. Aren't they? Fire the defensive coordinator. Winston looks awful. Yeah. Things- I, think it's, I think it's time to try Fitz Magic again, as I think. <laughs> See if maybe he's recharged a bit. Possibly. Give another, possibly. Give another shot. Uh, Houston at uh, Saxonville. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> You've said that for like six games. That's a, that's a good one. That's a good one, man. Well, you got Houston. Pitter patter. Pitter patter. <laughs> Pitter patter. Let's get at her. S and P choice for me. Um, <laughs> Houston. I think that a, the Jacksonville Jaguars um, bounce back from getting pummeled uh new orleans at the baltimore ravens new orleans Ooh, i'm also taking new orleans 
The Rams are at San Francisco. San Francisco. <laughs> watch. I mean, Dennis from Ohio. You heard it right here. San Francisco. San no, Francisco. I mean, watch, watch out for New Orleans, man. Right? Yeah. Watch out for New Orleans. Uh, you have to skip this game because you'll pick it at the end. Dallas at Washington. I am picking Dallas. Cincinnati at Kansas City. That's actually mm. also a tough one. That is. Um, it's at Kansas City. Yes, sir. Kansas City. I'm also taking Kansas City. Um, Mahomes bounces back, and I really have no chance of gaining any ground on you. Not the way I've picked them now. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, what a terrible Monday night game! Giants at Atlanta. <laughs> I mean, one in four. Ugh. Oh, yeah, they already had a buy. Giants there? at Atlanta. Well, why are you even thinking about this? <laughs> because I'm thinking of John Mara's comments today. Oh, yeah. And that that's going to light a fire under some asses. He needs to do less talking, more playing. Man. <laughs> um, man. I'm going to go with the Giants. <laughs> I disagree, <laughs> and I'm not sure what you're smoking. So that'll be the Atlanta Falcons, and I literally wrote yawn. <laughs> <laughs> yawn. Uh, Yawny. All right. I'm going to ask all of you listeners out there, share with your friends. Tell a loved one. <laughs> I don't even want your reviews this week. Screw your reviews. I don't care. <laughs> what I do want is for you to, when you see the episode posted, you know, see it on Facebook, hit the little share button. I do not like the new app. It's stupid. I don't like it. For what? Facebook. I hate it. The way they updated the share button and the like button. It's just dumb. I haven't seen it. They're not in the right place and it's just. Oh, I haven't seen it. It's dumb. Hmm. That's just a side note. Apparently it's dumb. It's stupid. <laughs> side note. Uh, you can't even like, I, I like to comment in GIFs. That's what you comment in yeah why type something out well now you have to actually click on the post like tap the post to make the post open otherwise all you can do is comment you can't actually it's dumb facebook you're stupid uh so yeah share them (laughs) if you're on twitter if you're able to find the button share yeah on twitter uh retweet that'd be great Uh, on instagram what do you do on instagram just like it you can add it to your story double tap Ooh, double tap that's for liking uh uh yeah so that'd be great i really appreciate it thank you for all your support as always you guys are great muchas gracias uh before we get to your game picks i want to pick shit um well let's touch on the paul allen stuff um news came out obviously yesterday um paul allen passed away age 65 way too young way too young i didn't know that he originally you know went through it in like the 80s yeah and then he um battled it so he 2009 um was the most recent um battle that he you know got through and it was just two weeks ago that we i actually was looking at the show notes for two week the show for two weeks ago where we actually it would it had come out that he was stepping away from um all of his daily duties with his with his companies mm-hmm. um because it was back and that was just two weeks ago. And then all of a sudden he's, he's gone. Yep. 
And so a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and uh, it, it gets him at 65, and it's just he uh, – if you're if you're a if you're a, a twelve, you have no idea uh, what happened previous to 2012. So let me tell you, <laughs> um, Paul Allen actually saved the Seahawks from going to L.A. Bought him in 98, 96. No, 96. Yes, yeah. you're right. Um, they were on their way. Ken Baring was taking this team. There's the stories out there about how you know there was the moving trucks were ready to go and they were at the, the headquarters in Kirkland and, and he stepped in and he saved them. Um, so we, we may not even have a team in Seattle if it wasn't for Paul Allen. Um, this isn't, isn't to take anything away from his trailblazers ownership either. I mean, he, he actually loved basketball long before he had anything to do with football. That was his love of when it came to sports as mm-hmm. basketball. Um, so I know their fan base is, is hurting right now as well. Um, it, it's, it was, it sucked. I got a text from a friend, um, but they knew. But they had seen it on Twitter, and I was working. I hadn't even seen it yet. And all she just all she po- all she tweeted to me was was rip R I P, rest in peace. That's what I got. And I'm like, who's she talking about? What's happening? And it just took opening the Twitter app, yep. and it was just it, it was everywhere. And you know, it was it was you never know what players necessarily think of their owners because there's let's be honest, there's some shitty owners in the world. Mm-hmm in sports um but the way the players started tweeting marshawn lynch his tweet came out and i i i will admit it i i shed a few tears somebody was cutting onions around me i don't know who it was but it it was marshawn it was it was marshawn god damn it um but it was really cool to see the players i mean not cool that you know you know what i mean um but they all came out and everybody that was involved in the seahawks organization the trailblazers organization um they really liked him. They really loved the guy, and he meant a lot to the organization. And it, it's tragic. It's sad. Um, obviously, everyone's freaking out. They don't, uh, you know, what's going to happen? It's not, it's not the time to even worry about it right now. He's He was not married, didn't have any kids. His sister, um, you've already heard rumors that she wants nothing to do with basketball, and so trailblazers will be sold. But the Seahawks on the other side, they're like, oh, well, she kind of wants to keep them. But then other people are saying, no, she has no interest in either one. And so we don't know. But you know what? I, but interesting thought as far as basketball goes, though. Maybe someone purchases the old Trailblazers and says, hey, why don't you come on up the road? That would be interesting. Never know. That would be interesting. Um, they have a lease through like 2025 down there or something. I don't think they're going anywhere. But you never know. But it's not the time to even worry about it. So that right now, just he was a. Uh, he was huge in the community in Seattle, musician, yeah. yep, um, co-founder of Microsoft. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, let's not forget that. Yeah, I mean, he's he uh, and and some people you'll disagree with some of the things that he fought for, and that's fine. But in in at, in the end, this is a a football podcast. One of the teams that we focus on is the Seahawks. That was their owner. He was huge in the team when it came to this team even being here. So, um. This is what Pete Carroll had to say today on uh, Brock and Salk on 710 ESPN Seattle. Well, we did want to start with the sad news that came out yesterday uh, as Paul Allen passed away. How'd you feel? How do, how do you feel about it? Well, it's a shock of, of, of enormous proportion. Uh, 
you know, we knew that Paul was sick, and, and but he has always battled and been so gritty about getting back. Uh, his attitude uh, when I last talked to him was, you know, well, here we go, we're going to go after it again. I got the right doctors, and we're going to get this thing knocked out again. And and just the same spirit that he always had about just moving forward and always keeping moving. And and, and you know, like he was bigger than life. He could, there wasn't anything he couldn't do. And and so what, you know, so it was it was a big shock. And uh, I can sense you know around us and around what we're hearing you know from around the community everybody is really taking this to heart because he was such an extraordinary person and, and had such extraordinary impact on so many what was your relationship like with him uh we had a really good relationship you know he, he really was kind of john and i and, and paul really had the, a way that we communicated and and functioned that was extremely uh uh facilitated what we're after i mean he he was he's a competitor you know and he wanted to do great things and he always was challenging us to try to figure out where you know where could we go and what could we do to, to do things better and and uh and with always uh, uh the support that you always felt him you know it's why i got here you know i was i would never have left usc in a million years but it was because of his spirit what he wanted to create and how he wanted to go about it that that uh made it so obvious and then he only impressed me more as we went through the the years you know doing this and and uh that he was he has such great resolve for what he wanted and how he wanted to do great things and he wanted to give so much back to everybody around him we needed to come through you know for everyone and uh all of these amazing choices that I'm sure you guys are chronicling that he's he stood for, and all of the the, uh, the accomplishments, the challenges, the discoveries, the science, everything that he went after, just showed the, his spirit, this extraordinary spirit to do great things. And and uh, he he realized his situation. He, he realized where he was and and in in this place and time, and he went for it. And. Uh, he always demonstrated that to us and always gave us that feeling. And we were always trying to do everything we could to be better than anybody's ever done it. So you can tell right there that there was immense. Pete Pete said that he wouldn't even, he was not thinking about leaving USC in a million years, but it was Paul Allen that convinced him mm-hmm. to make the change. And I found, I didn't know that. I found that, I don't think anybody did. I found that interesting that it was him. So, um, definitely an unfortunate. It's terrible. I don't like it. That Pete Carroll got brought to Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't find that unfortunate at all. <laughs> I'll take it anytime. Um, all right. So let's move on from that to close this out with your game pick. What are the Dallas Cowboys going to do in Washington? Dallas Cowboys are going to go to Washington and win for the sixth time in a row. And uh, they're going to kick, they're going to kick, Kick the hell out of them. What's the score going to be? Score is going to be. Um, uh, I don't think they're going to put up forty again. Let's just say that. I'm thinking more along the lines of like a. This is going to be a twenty-seven twenty-one Dallas. Twenty-seven twenty-one. Twenty-seven twenty-one Dallas. Yes, that's exactly what I said. Twenty-seven twenty-one. <laughs> Um, get the win first win on the road and uh, move to four and three and let's see where this thing goes (laughs) you have a shot to win the east and it still is just like i mean it's great for you oh yeah but it's it's 
It's that's a bad division. The well, that yes. <laughs> right now the currently. NFC East is a very bad decision or decision <laughs> division. But the <laughs> NFC, I mean, the NFC is just you don't. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Obviously, you know the Rams are going to. That's ram. about the only one that you know. That's though. really it, unless they completely, absolutely fall apart. But the Rams are the only ones that you know for sure are going to be something to deal with as far as the playoffs go. The rest, no idea. On that note, uh, anything else you want to add? Nah, man. Nah, man. Uh, I'm going to keep drinking my uh, bang. I think I need to have a schneef. <laughs> There's some pistachios right there if you want some pistachios. <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks for listening. And uh, until next week, go Hawks. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys.